BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You know what I finally lost my taste for? What? I don't feel like having another one of those water lily seeds. Oh my God. It only took yeah. enough to clear a, a concert hall. <laughs> oh my God. I've never seen anyone ruin time space as Jillian Michaels. <laughs> you try to create. It's a new show. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Like, you know, when you get your fill of something, you know, you don't get your fill of things like Doritos because neuroscientists engineer the food. So you never get your fill. Thank God. They're delicious. No. Oh, Jake. <laughs> Kill you. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? I mean, the, the literally, scientists are hired by food companies to engineer the food to, to chemically addict you. Welcome to Back in the Saddle with Jillian and Janice. <laughs> and Jake is here. It's Hello. <laughs> what do you got? I don't let Jesus take the wheel again. Oh, my. Getting a lot of rope lately, huh? I think it's because I was a little heavy for a while. We decided you need to get into the pilot seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. I'm in the... You know what, though? You know how you've been doing the peels and things? Mm -hmm. And I've often said to you... And you... Oh, no, you said to me... Chemical peels. Yeah. Chemical peels. Right. And, and you said to me... Don't need those yet, Jake. You said, oh, you know what, Janice? But I know you, you're not into that kind of thing. Well, I tried. And then you, you, you said, like, I, always... I wasn't being a good friend because I was making you feel less than. No. No, no, I was really no, trying to stop but, you from sliding off of a cliff. But, but, I've, all, but I've often poo-pooed it, right? Just to just go, yeah. because I always go, you know, I'm just going to age. <laughs> but I will say with this new, uh, this blocker thing, things have changed in my body quite a bit. Okay. I've gotten quite... It's estrogen blockers. I'm on an estrogen blocker. Oh. Um, um, it sucked. It has sucked all the mm. plumpness. Uh. I don't mean plump in my... I don't... I, but my plump... My... You know, the things that make you plump, plump, uh, as in collagen, as oh. in, you know what I mean? Like, I'm telling you, get off the sugar and ask if you can not be on the estrogen blocker. I have to. What's it for? Cancer. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you have to. She's okay now. Yeah. But but Still I have here. to take it for like five, I don't know, five or seven years. I'm going to try and get off that. They're right about that. I honestly, I interview so many doctors and I'm, I wonder about this shit. I hope they're right about it too, but I am going to have a discussion with them. I'm just going to say, look. I just, it's very, the thing is, you could speak to an oncologist who'll tell you that when they diagnose people with uh, hormone related cancers, like a breast cancer or a, um, prostate that that testosterone or estrogen is actually at its lowest and sugar and the growth factors that come from eating sugar insulin right igf1 sugar is accelerant is an accelerant on cancer it is the worst which is why a lot of doctors will put um, patients who are in remission on metformin what's metformin again it's a type 2 diabetes medication okay I knew I knew what that was, but I didn't know what it Very was. Very different than Ozempic. Sounds like a birth control pill. Metformin is, of all those drugs, metformin has the least amount of side effects. Longevity doctors actually take it, like David Sinclair takes it. Um, 
and it is given in some cases to people in remission. In fact, Deshanna's mom is in remission for breast cancer. She's on metformin. And I asked Dr. Lee about it. Is she getting all wrinkled up like me? I don't think you're wrinkled up. Yeah, oh, you, yeah. Don't, you don't look wrinkled up Oh, to me. no. You know what's funny is I was watching a video of, I don't know, something. And I, and I went, and it was like literally, what, three years ago? Well, you know, Botox or anything schnooze. I know, but that's what I'm saying. As I, and I think it's done. I've never wanted to. But I'm getting marionette lines. Everyone gets those. No, but look at this. I look like Charlie McCarthy. I like that. Like somebody's got their hand up my ass facelift. and they're making me talk. Not a facelift. Well, they say you can't, but look at that. That's look not at true. That. Face and neck. I would do it. And just pull it all back? Yeah. I was thinking of some, maybe some, <laughs> mommy, mommy, my pigtails are too tight. That's what I need. Facelift. Yeah. I'm for it. You know what I want to do? I swear to God. There, I As I've gotten older, I feel like my upper lip has gotten long and I don't want to put filler in it because you, you see that shit plump up. It doesn't look good. You get that ape lip where like the top of your lip, not your actual lip, yeah, like, part. yeah, yeah. The skin from your yeah. nose to your lip turns into a chimpanzee. And I'm like, no. So they could do something called a lip lift. It's risky because you could get what a scar. You can get a, a scar. But where are they cutting under they your nose? They cut right in your nostrils oh. and they just pull up just right under your nostrils and they just pull up the skin a little bit. I'm not opposed. But then you got the. Then you got. No, it looks like this. Look, look, look. No, 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 no. Too show. There. No, a good doctor knows how to not do that. Watch. Looks like this. Like this is it. Like they lift right at the cupid's bow right up here, and they just basically. Oh yeah. It's nice, isn't it? <laughs> we're both. Shake. <laughs> 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 oh, it's nice. Hang on, I'm gonna record this so people get a visual. Okay. No, no, too much teeth. No, put oh. your mouth together. Let me see. Put your chin down so I could see. Good. No, gentle, gentle. Just a gentle, gentle lift. Gentle lift. Yeah, just a gentle <laughs> lift. That's nice, Janice. Yeah. Look, look at, okay. I'll post that, guys. So, yeah. I'm not I, against I, it. I'm not. It, I, I, I am pro-plastic surgery. If there's just something like a nose or something, you're like, eh, I want to fix it. If you're unhappy with yourself, that's a different conversation. No, I'm not happy. I'm not unhappy. But it's just, it's, it's like I always said, though, I'm not going to do that. And now I'm thinking... I'm going to do it. I like that you're going to do it, though, because, you know, it says to me, it says you give a shit how you look. I give a shit how I look, Yes, Marianne. yes, welcome. <laughs> I do give a shit. <laughs> I did give a shit. Yes. I haven't given a shit for a long time. Hallelujah. And now that I've realized that yeah. I am I might live, because I for a while there, I didn't think, I, you know, I thought, oh, God, this is it. You know okay, what? Yeah. My, my number's been pulled. Yeah. You know, start start planning. Get the affairs in order. That's Get the affairs funny. in order. All that stuff. I'm not going to laugh at that. Right? But then I went, wait a minute. Move swiftly along this so I can get to the fun part. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, I kind of want to, I kind of, I'm not ready. It's it, it, it has been so profound to me to realize. This is why I'm not anti-plastic anti, um, surgery. It's all about where the person's head is. And the, your head's in the best place I've seen it in a while. <laughs> the horse guy. No, yes! The horse, the horse guy. All I'm saying is, I've been rejuvenated with the spirit of love of myself. Yes! When I, when, when Do I, it! When I, when I am treated... Snip-a-doodle dandy. <laughs> let's, let's have at it. Yeah! If you were coming from a place of like, I hate myself, so I have to change it, we'd have a, a different talk. If you're like... 
I think I'm ready to kind of hit the mean streets. That's great. A little nippy-tucky, fresh and uppy. I like it. <laughs> yes. I'm ready to hit the mean streets. Yeah. Let your freedom flag fly with the plate and the crack of your ass and get on out there, girl. <laughs> Let's do this thing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. question for you and i want an honest answer okay do you believe that you can love a child that did not come out of you right that you didn't make as much but uh, that you can love a child you didn't make as much as when you did i i i, I can't and i can't speak it's, to it's, it right? it's hypothetical but i um, i know but from what i'm from what i'm to understand of people <laughs> that yes you can love as much i said that's a tough one d doesn't doesn't have her own kids so these are you know the two that she's got <laughs> right and it, i you know she's stuck with these two it's like these two are nothing these two are bust but it's interesting because some people tell her are you sure you don't want your own kids are you sure you don't want your own kids are you sure you don't want your own kids and i'm i'm just now, mind you, I didn't give birth, obviously, to either one of these two animals. And I used to fight with Heidi a lot about, like, you don't understand. You never gave birth, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I get if you have total control over the child, because that would be lovely. In other words, not have to have parenting differences with another person. But you both may have made that person. So you, do you understand what I mean? Like, if if Heidi and I had the ability to both make Phoenix... He would be physi physically, okay. biologically our child. I would still have to deal with the parenting differences, and so would she. So I get the luxury of being like, I am the sole proprietor of this child. Like, wow, that would be amazing to be able to raise the child the way that you want. And it's really a struggle to not be able to do that. I'll be dead honest. It's a slice of hell. But that doesn't come with biology or not, right? That's just a parenting problem. You'll have straight, gay, adopted, not adopted. But a lot of these people will say that, like, you sure you don't want your own kids? You sure you don't want your own kids? Oh. And then I'll be honest. Also, Lou, my daughter, has pointed out. Someone she knows who was a stepmom just had a baby. And she's like, no, she doesn't care at all about the stepkids, really. She does, but like, you know, not really. 
and she's obsessed with her baby. And then a friend of ours who has three stepkids and was actually a great stepmom. Those kids love her, had her own. She's like, no, there's no comparison. And that I, kind of horrifies me. And I know a lot of people feel this way. So I, I feel like I'm a judgmental bitch, but it kind of bothers the shit out of me. Can you explain it? I wouldn't, wouldn't it matter at what age they became a stepchild? If they were an infant, I'm sure it'd be different than becoming a step. I became, I got a stepmom when I was 22 or 23. Oh, and that's like, tough. Yeah. We, what are you going to do with we're, that? We're homies, you know? She's not oh, my mom. Homies? Yeah, she's not my mom. And she'll not, like, there's no there's no maternal stuff really there. I love her to death. Okay, that's 22, though. But, exactly. So, But if I was an infant and she became my, my stepmom, I'm sure we'd have a mom-son bond, no? But a lot of these stepmothers come into the mix. At like eight, When they're ten. six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Dee met Phoenix when he was six. He's 11 and a half. She met Lou when she was eight. She's 13 and a half. They're already kind of little humans when they're six and eight. Okay. I got Lou at two. And I, there was a definite, look, you know, this is not a family secret. There was a lot of tension within our family about this, unfortunately, dynamic of like, I didn't have Phoenix. She did have Phoenix. Oh, I see where you're saying. Okay. okay. Like, I'm just wondering, I, I guess as a step families are very challenging. And the rules for step parents, it's like, oh my God, you know, one of my friends calls it the toothless tiger. Like, do you want to step in and parent, but then you're not permitted to parent, right? Because then that birth parents are like, stay out of it. And I get it. I felt that way about Heidi's wife. I was like, mind your business. You don't even know these. Like, it, it is annoying. And I know Heidi felt that way about Deshanna, who had a lot of opinions about where the kids should go to school and how they should be dressed. And, you know, Casey had a lot of opinions about what their activities should be. And it's like, who are you? So that that's tough. That is a tough position to be in. I understand that. But that's the same way I feel with Heidi, though. <laughs> like, Heidi wants the kids to do things that I don't want. And she doesn't want me to do things with that. So it's irrelevant. Does that make any... Do you follow me? Like, no, I... I, I, I Heidi do. has Phoenix in sports. You guys. I don't like group sports, personally. Okay, so I'm not passionate about it. That was her whole life growing up and her wife's whole life growing up sports. Deshanna gets it. She played sports. I was in karate. I was in horses. She has him in two baseball teams and one soccer team. And what this means is that he, all weekend, every weekend, is in sports. And it bothers me because it leaves no room for me to do the things I want to do with him. And I'm like, well, okay, we can't go see this movie. We can't go out of the town for the weekend and ride dune buggies in Palm Desert. We can't, you know, whereas it's just because it's like Heidi has him doing what Heidi wants him to do. And it's like, you know, how does he feel? How, well, how does he? So here's, he actually loves it now, but he didn't. It's a long story. He loved to fish. It's a whole thing. Let's not even get into it. The long and the short of it is now that he plays, he likes to do it, but there's also not alternatives with Heidi. That's the option. Whereas with me, there there are alternatives. It's like we go to Jackson and go snowboarding. You know, we in Miami we ride jet skis. Like when the, you know in California we go to horror night. So anyway, the struggle with Heidi is always the struggle with Heidi, and the struggle for her with me is always the struggle, biological or not. So I'm going to say the step-parent struggle in some ways is the same because if you get a divorce, you're dealing with the same problems. I have a lot of friends who are going through the exact same issues and it's their biological child, which brings me 
back to the same thing. Are you saying, Jake, like you don't think you can bond with them? Uh, no, no, no. I think that there's like obviously a, a, as a human being, you imprint on someone, right? Like the, the younger you are, the more this person imprints, you, you guys mm. imprint on each other. Okay, and the older okay. you get and the more of an individual as a human that you get, you know, there's the whole, you're not my mom kind of thing. You're not my dad kind of thing. And like, I haven't got that yet. You know, I, I, there's uh, that. Oh, can you imagine when that day comes? I'm going to be like, really? That's fantastic. Does that mean that you're off the dole because the money's going to stop? <laughs> if I'm not your mom, then I'm no longer responsible for these bills. My kids know not to say that to me because I'll be like, perfect. I don't have to pay for all this stuff. This is great. They wouldn't dare. They won't cut off the lifeline. But I, I mean, I guess I see what you're saying. But the argument that I think is being made shamelessly, and I appreciate, I actually appreciate the honesty. And it's okay if you're listening, thinking like, you don't get it. You don't get it. You don't get it. Every woman has told me that in large part. I had no interest in seeing my own genetics in a human. Probably because I spent such a long time trying to unravel my own. It's like, I'm short. I had bad skin. My teeth were shitty. I had a huge nose. I was hairy. What do I need to see all this for? But but who are you speaking for Mama, then? Everyone. Everyone. No, all but, the women that tell her. But, pers but personally. All the women tell Deshanna to have her own kid. Because it's oh. like, right. Or the fights I used to have with Heidi. Or even friends of mine who are like, you just don't understand until you have your own child. That's what I mean. And I'm thinking, what would have changed? Like, there's not a moment I would be just as annoyed with a child that had my own genetics as I am with the two that are mine. And when the two that are mine delight me, I feel I would be just as equally delighted. We I don't we, see how it would change if they looked like me. But I'm just trying to figure out where this is. Did someone, is Deshanna thinking about having kids? Oh, God, no, we're not having kids. She's great with the kids. It, it came from kind of me saying she's picking them up from school and then inherently thinking... What a great mom she is to them. And then it brought me to the thought that people would believe she couldn't actually think of them as her own kids. Even though she tells me all the time it's frustrating for her because she would raise them differently. You know, and I understand that. But I deal with that same frustration. Had I, My point is with Heidi and she deals with it with me and we brought these two into the world from inception. Genetics or not. I think it's just the fact that I see it a lot. I see it a lot. And I don't personally understand it. How could you love an adopted dog, but not an adopted child? Why, why does it have to be anything? Why can't it just be whatever their relationship is, is, is what it is? It, you know, they love her. She loves them. It doesn't I, have to be. I guess a, a, I just find it. You're, you're not wrong. It doesn't need to be. I just find it strange that people would presume she could never fully bond with them or think of them as her kids. Well, who the hell is she talking to? Um, I, that, everyone, yeah. everyone, that, but, but, but really, I, oh, I, yeah, yeah. everyone says to her, you're never going to bond with Phoenix and Lou. No, but the, the implication is, are you sure you don't want your own? Okay. Like, I get where you're coming from. Like, I'm, I'm wondering, too, like, was there was there an event? where everyone something happened, it. you know? Everyone. But I do see you're not wrong, Jake. There is a difference when they're not biologically yours. You can look at the situation. So I went to my son's um, baseball game yesterday. And all I hear about is how great he is, how great he is, how great he is. I love this kid. Don't get me wrong. He's like my favorite little human. He's funny. Oh, my God. He's so funny. I cry. And he's just sharp as a tack. Can be a bit douchey. You know, I mean, but he's like, you know, he's got great qualities. He's got some shitty ones. He has frustration problems. So do I. Like, he's a human being like everybody else. He's not a perfect human being. He's okay at sports. 
he's good. He's not going pro. It's not going to happen. Don't worry, he doesn't listen to this podcast. But he'd <laughs> probably be more realistic about understanding the odds. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So his team plays yesterday, and they lose 16 to 1. And all these parents are like, good try, good job, good effort, get this, get that. I'm like, this is terrible. They're, they're the worst. It's like watching the bad. Are you guys kidding? This is a shit show out there. This is, this is awful. There's poor communication, poor effort, bad attitude. It's a shit show. And no one's saying it. And I don't dare say it because then I got to hear from Heidi what a bully I am. So I just stay out of it. And I'm like, okay. you know. But you're right. No one can honestly say like, but, you, but you can't. There's a certain point where you can't say to a child who's trying their best, that was a, hey, that was a shit show. I honestly you guys don't, suck. Here's what you can do. I, 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 I disagree. Here's what you can do. First of all, the question is, are they trying their best? Right? Or is this an opportunity to be like, listen, I get that you're down. We're not going to cry. We're not going to give up. Pull your shit together. You didn't even focus on that swing at all. That was a crappy cut. You did not squeeze your ass. Because I watched the coach and I can see him wanting to tear his hair out because he is a little bit more old school. You can absolutely say, like, stop crying. Get, there's no crying in fucking baseball. Get up to the plate. Keep your eyes on the ball. You weren't looking at all. You were distracted. Yes, you can. And if you actually want them to get better. However. If you want them to get better, you'll be doing that. You just admitted yeah. that you didn't do team sports as a kid. I did. Okay, I, tell I, me. I, 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 if someone told me yeah. in a team sport where I was not the greatest, but I was on a lot of teams, I was a participant. Yeah. If someone said, you're too shitty, we don't want you on the team anymore. Where did I, that come from, though? No, I didn't say that. No, but I'm just saying you're speaking, you're not speaking from experience in being on a team. But who said you're too shitty, you can't be on the team? I'm saying I think they should get some constructive criticism, not he's so great, he's so great. For sure. And the parents don't see that the kids aren't so great and need some criticism. Probably because they're there. Heidi says it all the time to Phoenix. Well, the, you know, the best players in the world strike out too. And it's like, yeah, well, they're getting curveballs and fastballs and sinkers. And, you know, it, it's like, why is he striking out? Because he's not looking at the fucking ball. I don't even play baseball and I see him staring into the this and not paying attention. That's why he's striking. Or he's being impulsive and he's swinging at anything. Somebody should be like, yo, dude. So And, you know, Deshanna on the side later is like, when she watches him, she's like, P-Man, slow down. You're swinging at everything. You're being impulsive. Not he's so good. My son's so great. She sees what he's doing wrong, and she'll tell him. That's not you don't deserve to be on the team. No, and isn't that part of sports, too, you, to, to grow a not skill? Now. Do you realize that you don't even keep the score on the scoreboard? No, really? No. They did keep score somewhere, but it's not on the scoreboard. I'm like, why? Because it's too demoralizing. They know they're losing. But I don't know. I, I This does come back to the kind of like having having rose-colored glasses on with your own kids, I think. I wonder if I would. I don't know. I mean, I can tell you that I think as much as I could ever love a kid, I love these two. I mean, are, but then it goes the other way. with Like you're saying the, the dogs and stuff. I've known people that have had the worst behaved dogs in the world. And like, oh, no, he's a little angel. I'm like, dude, your dog's tearing apart your furniture, shitting on the floor. <laughs> what do you mean this is an angel? <laughs> no, no, he just did that because he was stressed. <laughs> That's a parenting thing, though. That requires someone to, you know, I don't know. I, I, I tell I, me. It's, I, you know what? I, 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 I can't. I I can't comment. I'm not a parent. I don't know what it feels like. I, I, I can only see from what I... But you love your nieces and nephews. I do. I do. Like and they're and, your own. I see the way you adore them and even the grandkids. Do you, okay. 
Would you love your grandnieces and nephews more if they were your grandkids? Would you? That's the question I'm asking. I'm like, just, I, I don't think of it that I just love them because I love them. I, people do. That's what I'm saying. People do. It is a thing. And I, I'm not going to shame. I actually, like I said, I appreciate the honesty. But I do find it sad that people would think they feel, almost feel bad for Deshanna because they're not her kids. And I think to myself, like, if you saw who Lou's favorite was out of the four of us, it's Deshanna. Even though Lou's adopted. <laughs> Period. But it, it's, it is for sure Deshanna. I might be a close second. But I think she feels with Deshanna, and Shanna's the hardest on her, by the way, which is so interesting. Shanna's hard on them because of how she was raised. She'll let them know what's up. Like Lou showed up and she had nail polish on her fingernails. Um, that was like, because Heidi has had Lou for two weeks. And it was the same polish that was on two weeks ago. Now Heidi's very like, la, 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 with certain things, right? So this is Heidi's la, la, la thing. And like hygiene doesn't really care. She's very la la la. You know, Deshanna's very like, you're clean, you're presentable, your clothes are not wrinkly. Like, no, which is a very California thing as well. Like, no one cares. Everyone's in Uggs. Kids' hair is all tangled and dirty. So her nails are like grown out, jagged. There's like old blue chipping nail. Pl- and Deshanna's like, absolutely not. Where we straight <laughs> to CVS. Bought the nail polish remover, the clip, you know, the whole thing. And clean, you know, clean. She's the hardest on her. She's like, that's disgusting. No, your nails are gross. There's like gook under there. Gross. Go clean your nails. Not you're gross, but it's like, this is, this is gross. Mm-hmm. You, this is not how you present yourself to the world. And for some reason, maybe it's because Lou appreciates the boundaries or she knows it takes effort to confront her that way. Uh, not that Heidi, I'm not saying Heidi wouldn't put in the effort. It's not Heidi's thing. But Lou does trust Deshanna more mm-hmm. and will share more with Deshanna. And Deshanna is harder on her. It's like, you're not going to have a boyfriend. I'm like, baby, she's 13. She's going to have a Nope. I'm like, oh, my God. It's just super aggressive. She's like, she's too young. 15. I'm like, 15? You're just like nuts. That's never going to happen. But I don't know. I, I guess that's sort of my, it just makes me sad that people would think, that a step-parent couldn't be that close to a child, even though it's a tough role to be in. Parenting is tough to begin with. For sure, for sure. And I just don't know, as a person who never gave birth, I don't, I can't understand how you couldn't bond with a kid that you didn't give birth to if you could bond with a freaking dog. That's all. My only thought would be about, about sports. Sports okay, is with on. Phoenix. Okay, with Phoenix is, is that maybe maybe you're feeling a little bit le- le- like now that he's in, in team sports with things and you still want to do those singular activities with them. Tell me. You might be feeling a little bit a little bit left out. I do. You're right. Jealous that, that you know what, my son is. It's not jealous. I don't feel jealous. It's not jealous. Because I can go to the games. It's not that. I That is a different issue. And you're absolutely right about that. And it's also a bigger picture of the struggles with regard to the way I would parent him and the way Heidi parents him, which is honestly the reason, the top reason we are no longer together. Yeah. Um, but it's like she has she has planted her flag in that kid and nobody can get in. It is really, even though he's so close to me, I would love to have them do things that I want to share with him, that I'm passionate about. And I cannot give him 
those gifts sometimes because of this. Heidi's passionate about this. That's why he's doing it all the time. Right, right, right. So that's just what she likes. Yeah. So, like, I had him in karate. She pulled him out of karate. He was riding horses. She pulled him off of horses. Why? Because, you know, those are the things that I used to do. And she's like, well, he doesn't like it anymore. I'm like, okay, sure. Okay. But it's like, you know, the the thing is, yeah. it's it's just, that's a that's, bigger frustration. Yeah. Of course, because it's like we got this house in Jackson Hole. Of course I want him to go to Jackson Hole. Of course I want him to learn to snowboard. Of course I want him to, like, have these incredible experiences. But if he can't take them. If he doesn't have a weekend. There's not one week. There's not one afternoon. Like, there's a concert that I wanted to take him to. And it's just like, there's not one. I'm like, and finally I sat down with him. I go, listen. I'm like, I want you to understand that my frustration over kind of the sports situation is not because I don't love you and I don't want to spend time with you. It's because I do, actually. And I, I'm like, I understand, buddy. I want to watch you play, like, a couple games a week. I'm like, but four games a week, all weekend long. I'm like, it doesn't leave room for any of the stuff yeah. that we do together. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we will go to the shooting range. We will go ride dune buggies and Palm Desert. We do go in, like, open-air helicopters and whale watch. Like, we do crazy stuff. We would go to Mexico and get in a cage with tiger sharks. Like, that's the stuff that I, like, that I want to do with him. That is, that I want him to look back and be like, I did this crazy shit with my mom. Like, when I'm dead, I want him to tell that story. Or the dog sledding in Finland. You know, or that all these things that I do when we chase dolphins on jet skis. And I have the luxury of giving him this awesome life. I have that luxury of taking him on these crazy adventures of safaris in Africa. I, I like baseball's great. I want, I'll go to the, you know, I'll go to a couple practices in a game, but all weekend, yeah. all weekend. So yeah, you're, you're not wrong. It, it does bother me. And it, it is a separate issue um, than giving birth to your own kids. That part's just made me think about Deshanna and how much she does love them. Um, and is close with them. And, you know, I don't know. Luckily, it hasn't affected her relationship with them. I think I hurt your feelings. No, not at all. Not even a little bit. Why? I think I kind of said to you that I think you're feeling... Je- and I didn't mean jealous. I just... No, but I, I would tell you if I feel jealous. I, I, I actually don't feel jealous. It, it's not jealous. It's it's just um, I'm mad because I feel like... I, I hate to like, I don't want to make it sound, Heidi's not here to kind of tell her side of the story. So it's like, I don't want to throw under the bus. She's a good mom. But it, this is definitely a divorced family thing for sure, Jay. It is. Listen, you are, I, I welcome always the your critique. I prefer it. I think you should come, come at me head on. I think that's what I deserve as your friend. I think that's what the audience deserves. If I don't agree with you, I'll say I don't agree with you. Like, like you know, you'll confront me about my politics. I'll tell you, my my political position hasn't changed. It's just been redefined as being farther right now, even though my positions on the issues are are damn near the exact same. But you're right about so much, and you know me so well, and I would never want you to not confront me, because how am I supposed to grow? Tashana confronted me, and she's my wife. I I may not always agree, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I'm right, but you're not going to hurt my feelings. Okay. And now a little old school gold. Always go green. So when you're thinking about your sides or your appetizer, you're always safe with something green. Of course, it depends on how you cook it. But like instead of rice, instead of potato, instead of the French fries, 
get a salad, get the steamed vegetables, get the, you know, whatever, like steamed green beans, broccoli on the side, tell them grill it or steam it. But you're safe with green. You can eat as much green as you want. I say unlimited greens. Go green. Huh? Yes. Mm -hmm. Another one, instead of getting like an appetizer and an entree, try getting two appetizers. Saves you a bunch of, because it's smaller. But you know what the appetizers, not to slow this down, but appetizers mm. are often more fattening than the entree. Not always. It depends what you're getting. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting calamari. Yeah, but like you onion can, rings and uh, potato skins. But it depends. Like if you get the ahi tuna tartare, that's not fattening. Well, not the places I go don't have a, a tuna well, you're tartare. Like for in, the, you, the places that you live have cows on the road. <laughs> okay, dude, you're like a hillbilly. I'm just saying, you that, say things like bring up the chuck wagon. I mean, I'm you just, are a redneck. It, I, it, I'm not a redneck. I'm just saying that sometimes the appetizers, some like, like the mushroom caps smothered in crab balls. Well, you balls. don't order crab balls? Well, whatever. This is very crab balls. fattening. Crab crabs, balls? Crabs have balls. No, they don't. Boy crabs do. I highly doubt it. Well, how do they procreate that? I without? don't know, but I don't think they have testicles. And by the way, why would I want crab testicles on my mushroom caps? <laughs> VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Yeah, I mean, me and ask you, do you remember your friend, that high stakes poker player who had to lose like, what did he left? He had to get like, way down in body weight percentage in the course of a year, right? Yeah, yeah for like 14 months to get to, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, it was a bet. Yes, oh, was a, a bet. That's right. Jake had a bet. No, it was his bet. 100,000 to this guy, Bill Perkins, 1 million. A 10 to 1 bet. Oh. That he could lose X amount of weight. That he, no, not weight. That he could become a X amount of body fat percentage. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. He has to pay a million dollars? He knew he has to pay 100K if he loses, and he wins a million if he wins. Okay. So the guy bet 10 to his one. Got it. Yeah. How, okay, how's he doing? I'm not sure. It, it's been a little silent from him, so I don't know. It's been like six months, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, okay, that's... but what's your gut telling you? My gut tells me that it probably, since it wasn't a desire of his to change his lifestyle, that it didn't stick the same way that, like, if you don't want to do something, yeah, but it only goes for a million dollars. Yeah, but but this guy's already, this guy's rich. So a million is a million bucks, but he, he does not need the million dollars by any means. Okay. And they might need the food more, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'd even, I would even slap someone's wiener for a million bucks. <laughs> me too. Why did we? 
Weird that you would just we're offer that up. We're in a box. <laughs> Do we have a listener out there that Janice is targeting? What's going on? No, I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying that a million bucks is a million bucks. And I agree. It doesn't go as far as we've discussed in previous <laughs> shows. You know, you only get like a half of a shack somewhere, but it's That's still right. a half right? of a shack. Half of a shack. Yeah. I mean, I. you know what I noticed? When I talked to him on the phone, he was very adamant about what he was doing, even mm. though I could hear that a lot of it was wrong. And then I'm like, well, do me a favor. Send me everything so I can analyze it. And he never sent it. And I was like, oh, okay, shit. And I find that people are like, I want help. I want help. I want help. I want help. Right? Mm -hmm. My brother's friend, who's a doll, another bad breakup with a girl. Jill, you call me. Oh, my God. I'm in so much pain. And it's like, he's like a little brother to me. I've known him since he was a little boy, just mm -hmm. like my little actual little brother. Call him, get on the phone with him. And it's like, this girl. I'm like, honey, it's the same story. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, you didn't even love this girl. Like, blah, 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 blah. It's this pattern. This is what it's about. Stop focusing on the girl. And he's like, she betrayed me. She lied to me. How could she? I'm like, who betrayed you? Who lied to you? Right? My parents. Uh. Then I'm like, here's what I want you to do. Stop contacting her. You're going crazy. You look like a lunatic. It's not about her. The letter that you want to write her, write it out. Call me and let's read it. And, and, then the, and it's like, the point is I want to play it out like, now pretend to put your father's face on it and read me the letter. Ooh. Never, ever wrote the letter. I don't want to be in pain. How do I get out of pain? Did not want to do the work. But like they, they're like, I want... Okay, I have another friend. Dear friend for a, a gazillion years. You guys, oh my God. It's like, I'm in pain. My back, my back, my back. I'm in pain, right? Okay. Stop lifting things up like this. Go get an MRI on your back. Go da 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 da. You need to do this, this, this. A year later, I'm in pain. My back, my back, my back. I'm like, did you go? Did you do? And that did none of it. And I, I'm like, what the fuck? It's always like I'm in pain. I'm in pain. I'm in pain. I'm in pain. How do I get out of pain? And they call you for help. So you're like, okay. Here's how you lose the weight. No. Then you'll hear no. They fight you on the phone, right? Like this kid, my brother's friend, he's like, no, no, that's, you know, no, no, I don't think I should send that. And I'm like, listen to me, honey. Because I'm like, write and say, I'm sorry we acted this way. This was, you know, this this was historical for me. Like, you don't have to say trigger since it's so cheesy. And, you know, this was historical for me. I had a bad reaction. I, you know, you're right. I was not, you know, I wasn't ready to be in a committed relationship. You had every right to kind of go off. I wish you the best and I hope one day we can be friends. Wouldn't do it. Wouldn't write the letter. Like they won't do it. Then they fight you back on the phone of all the reasons why you're wrong. And then they just never take action. Mm -hmm. But what I don't understand, because I appreciate that people don't change until they're ready to change, Jake, 100%. And generally there has to be a huge amount of pain, which is unfortunate. You hope you can inspire yeah. from like the purpose and the passion. Yeah. But generally, it has to be, I had a quadruple bypass, and then I decided, holy shit, I saw God, and my dead father was hovering over me, like a Sebastian Younger kind of story, and I, you know, I'm ready to make a change. It generally has to be something like that, like a scared straight kind of scenario. But for anybody listening who's like, I'm in pain, I'm in pain, I'm in pain, yet it's the same story, right? Nothing's changing, and you fight the people that try to give you answers, or you don't do the work that's suggested for you to do. I don't think we get to say I'm in pain, I'm in pain, I'm in pain anymore. Because obviously, 
even though you may, it's like what you said about alcohol, right? Remember when your friend said, thank God for alcohol, because while I was drinking, it was the one thing that kept me yeah. alive. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're doing is providing you with something you need. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's got to get you to, it's got to get worse than whatever it is that you're going to lose, right? So I don't know. I, I find it unfortunate. And uh, the answers are out there. But until you're ready to take the steps, like stop wallowing in the in the pity and the self hate and all the stop, doesn't it just makes it worse? Why am I in pain? How do I get it? I'm such a either you're a victim or you engage in self loathing because you can't change it. Like just stop. If you're gonna drink, drink. If you're gonna eat, eat. If you're gonna smoke, smoke. If you're gonna date assholes, date assholes. But don't then sit there and torture yourself about the pattern until you're actually ready to give it up. Oh, that's interesting. Don't torture yourself about the pattern. That's really interesting. It it, beca- it becomes almost comfortable to torture yourself yes, about the pattern. Yes, it's providing something. It is. But what? I, Familiarity? Uh, uh, my shrink once said to me, that sometimes people just want to say, ouch. Because they want you to validate their feelings of being in pain. Which I'll do. I get it. I'm so sorry you're in pain, but let's not pretend like we want to stop drinking and let's not pretend like we want to stop dating people that just aren't that into you. And let's not pretend that we're going to lose a hundred pounds and then fight it, kicking and screaming every step of the way. A lot of the stuff people make their identity though, you know, you're absolutely right. Like their own pro- their problems become their identity. And that could not be more right with, with my therapist. I was, in, I was having a tough time in poker for a period of time and, um, the tough time the the bad run became, I didn't realize she's like, you're making this your identity. That's not you. You're a winning player. You need to act like it and get away from this quick coming here to make this, you know, this isn't your identity. Right. People do that. I'm a PCOS warrior. I have never seen people. And that's the, if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. And I say that again, if you, if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. You're setting your own boundaries. I'm a PCOS warrior. I, I had a okay. Twitter fight with someone once. I don't even know how I came across it because it's rare that, you you know, there's so many. Somehow I did. I don't remember how. And they fucking Jillian Michaels, you stupid fucking bit of the usual. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. You're a doo-doo head. <laughs> and she's, you know, people with PCOS. And I was like, actually... You know, and there's like all these articles about me having PCOS. And um, I was like, actually, you know, like I was like, here you go. You know, fight it up. And I'm like, I'm like, lady, listen, I'm not I don't own my sickness as part of my identity. And I was able to overcome it with food and fitness. I personally didn't need medication, but there are options. Metformin is one of them because it's linked to insulin resistance um birth control there are definitely ways out of this it's bullshit to say there aren't but when you're like oh, this is my identity i'm a pcos warrior what good is that doing for you you're right though then they don't want to get better right or i'm like all those things like i imagine what would happen to lizzo if she actually did lose the weight because she's made it such a thing now she's backed herself all the way into this corner yep of like i'm large and i'm overjoyed about it I mean, as a society, though, Drew Carey, right, got skinny. You always hear, 
ah, skinny Drew Carey's not funny. He's, uh, he's right. not as funny as fat Drew Carey. That's Isn't true. Isn't that true? We, we kind of push these people yeah. there, too. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah, they attack people to lose weight. Yeah. Adele, thank God, got away with it, but they went after her for a while. But, yeah. Adele did get away with it. But they went after her for a while. Yeah. She's Adele. Everyone loves Adele. Adele is beloved. But anyway, that's what I was saying. Like, it, it's just, think about it, guys, because if you're that person, you know, just just be it then it's okay you and if you're sad just be sad it's like you know what i'm sad today i do i would say i would love to give you advice on how to turn it around but i know you won't take it unless you're ready to take it right, right. so don't add the insult to the injury of whinging about oh i need to lose weight i hear that all the time too i need to lose weight you know how many times people say that to me and you know but my point is like over the course of Days to weeks to months to years. I need to lose weight. I'm like, stop saying you lose weight. What do you want me to say to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop saying that. Either lose the weight or don't say it. Yeah. It's okay. I find that such a strange phenomenon, though. And then you tend to lose credibility and you lose the ear of someone because they're like, oh, here we go again. You're never going to lose the weight. It's like when I lost my friend. Remember? Because oh. I said, because I've said the same thing over and over again. What were you saying? Maybe I can help. I kept on saying, I need to move, I need to move, I need to move. And okay. Was, uh, yeah. And then what happened? I didn't move. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you move? Because I, I think I'm scared. Of what? Of, of, of. Where are we moving? Al- although I'm, I'm, I'm getting, things have sh- are shifting. Okay. I still want to slap a wiener for a million dollars. I'm sorry, I can't get that out <laughs> no, of No, you're head. trying to change that. I'm not going to let you do it. No, 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 Please, no, no. can I just slap? No, no. One wiener. Just give me one. No, listen, to slap listen for to me. Dollars. Here's what you need. You've got you're right on the precipice, right, of a facelift, a trip to Peru, <laughs> to Peru, and a new bra. Hold on, and apparently a move. So why don't we baby step this into one change, and then we can make the next one. So what's the least threatening to you? Well, the facelift, Peru, and a bra, or I have a. There's a voice in my ear. <clears throat> okay, I won't say who. Because I love this person very much. But there is a voice in my ear yeah. that says, what if? Yeah, but then what you got to look at what if's agenda. Right. And that's what I'm trying to do. And I'm set looking, boundaries with what if. I'm, I'm trying to look at what if's agenda. Abs- absolutely. However, it, it, it plants a seed. It plants the, the what you if. You know what you got to do? You got to say to what if, like, please don't. I don't, I don't want to. I love you to death. I don't want to have this conversation. And if you're going to ask me what if shift it positive like well what if yeah you're absolutely but right sometimes Jake, sometimes you know? the people who say what if um uh can't see the what the, the yeah but then you, yeah. you talk it through though with the you, people who can yeah i had a painting from a famous artist and it it had a uh, this giant spray painted word if on top of the world i always loved it i was like if on top of the world like what if Right? Anything's possible. Other people felt like, oh, what if? You're absolutely That's right, funny, Jake. Yeah. I saw it as like, what if? Yeah. What if this happened? What if I did this? What if I tried that? What if I went there? Mm-hmm. The but other, you go, go, go. I was just saying the other thing. Hit her with the horns. With, with <laughs> We've got this one right on the edge. We can push her over. <laughs> for, for, <laughs> for me, with the with the whole like making a change thing, like uh, move, moving back out of my parents' house after I'd moved in to find my own place. I was terrified to get my own place and this and that did that and it worked out well. And then I got kind of like 
addicted to the feeling of like trying another thing like the gym yes. and then i started going to the gym and I'm like whoa i succeeded it gets itself too? exactly what else can i succeed at and now i've found more success even within poker and other things and it's just like it's an addictive it opens feeling. up an infinity of possibility it, it, it redefines it your self-image it's the same thing that I would do on Biggest Loser in a tiny scale where I would say, like, you'd have the person that's like, I'm a lazy fat guy. And the lazy fat guy would do, you know, would run a 10K. And then all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, I'm an athlete. What else I'm strong. I what else was I wrong about? Yeah. Exactly. What else and, can I do? And it's only made me feel more confident that I am me and who who I am, you know? I Jake, I, I can. But how old are you now? Don't I'll, start with that. That's a lie. No, it's not a lie. Yes, it is. You're what? I'm turning 32 in a month and a half. 32. Yeah. I'm so I'm double your age. So, I'm turning I'm turned 64. We're double. The what age. does that have to do with because, anything? Because because you have to be. It's more not going to stop you from a facelift. It's not stopping you from a trip to Peru, and it is not stopping you from moving. I'm just saying you have to be. When you are older, you can't. It's like when you're a kid, you fall off your bike, you lose your head, you can grow a new one really fast. You don't grow a new it, head, you die. Even as a kid. I I get what you're saying. Guess who's in the gym right now? Not the second, but Paul. guess regularly Bruce with Paul. me. Bruce he's Paul. in the gym with me. Bruce Paul. I'm so proud of him. He's in the gym with me and my best friend Brendan almost every time I go. Bruce Paladino. It's incredible. And he's and I see it in other little aspects of his life. I see him, you know, he'll pick up a book or he'll mm -hmm. do this or do that. Or Jake, I ate this salad. It's like, fuck yeah, dude. Pick this one thing and let's do it. Which one? Bruce Paul want me to slap his wiener <laughs> Stop looking. Stop doing this. You're not getting Let's off try. the wiener train. No, we're not. Just we're not hijacking the hooker train right now. Stay on point. Pick one. Which one? Which one are you asking? You want a facelift? Do you want a trip in a new bra? Or do you want to move? You're going to pick one. You're going to do it. You know what? If for nothing else, then teach that friend that they were wrong about you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or she really wants to end this segment on the wiener. Go ahead. Go I ahead. know, I totally want Go to on. the wiener. She's like, it's a perfect out. I want it. <laughs>